This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with Jared Davis. We got a bowl. We are in a bowl. We didn't last year, but we got one this year. It's the Music City Bowl. Thank goodness it's not the Birmingham Bowl. Thank goodness. I'm so happy it's not the Birmingham Bowl. But it's up in Nashville, the Music City Bowl. We're playing Maryland. And uh, it'll be, honestly, at a pretty decent uh, slot. Saturday, December 30th, day before New Year's Eve, at 1 p.m. Pretty excited about that. Um, Maryland this year is 7-5 and five through their regular season. And uh, I'm pretty excited about this matchup. I mean, I think, obviously, bowl helpful with the practices, extra reps, all that good stuff. But Maryland's a pretty competent team as well. So uh, it's not like you are you can just, like, walk through this game and uh, win this one. So, Jared, how are you feeling about the selection and how everything kind of panned out against, uh, you know, what we got with Maryland? Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I think it's uh, – I, I didn't want Wisconsin or Northwestern, right? Like, just don't give me those teams. Yeah. we I feel like we've done that so many times. So – uh, Maryland's an opponent that, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't, uh, you, you may have already said, or we're, we're going to talk about, but I mean, we don't play them hardly ever, if ever. Um, Big 10 school, it's kind of still weird to say because they were ACC for so long. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. I mean, I think it and Tua's brother, their quarterback. Uh, yeah, Talia. Yeah, yeah Tonga Valo. So, and he, t- he's pretty good. Like, I was looking up some of his stats this year. He's uh, got. 3,300 yards this season and 25 touchdowns. So pretty good. I mean, he's not, you know, top level by any means quarterback, but he's a competent quarterback and you have to very much respect him and what he's doing. Uh, So I feel like that by itself is that that'll be good for our secondary because we all know our secondary is pretty solid, but it's always a good matchup when you got to, quarterback that can swing the ball yeah and from a location standpoint i mean you know nashville's uh nashville's a really cool town so i mean <clears throat> if it's yeah. not going to be a let's be honest outside of the top four bowl outside of the playoffs none of them matter anymore so at this point find one that's a cool location fans want to go to um and like you said it's great to have another game mostly for practice uh, let the fans enjoy one more one more game. It'll be interesting to see. You know, one thing that's going to just keep getting weirder and weirder is, you know, transfer portal. So how many kids are you even going to have available to play? How many of them are going to play? You know, mm. used to you only had to worry about the draft. And even then, AJ, the first one I remember that really started the, hey, I'm going to sit out and not play the bowl game was uh, AJ McCaffrey, or uh, not AJ McCaffrey, uh, Who's McCaffrey? AJ McCarron? No, who's McCaffrey, the running back for San Fran? What's his first name? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Christian. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. He set out. He caught a lot of flack for it, and then we've forgotten about it now because everybody does it. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be – coaches are going to have to field a team, and that's going to be interesting. But, anyways, I'm rambling. At, at the end of the day, good location, good opponent. You know, I'm pleased. Yeah. And, and Auburn has a good track record – in the Music City Bowl. I was looking back, 2003, Auburn defeated Wisconsin 28-14. to 
The most recent one was 2018, where we uh, faced Purdue. And if y'all remember that one, I was in a hotel watching this one, and it was glorious. Uh, we destroyed yeah. 63 to 14, yeah. And... I, I was like, I feel like it was worse than that. Like, 63 points seems like like we didn't – I mean, we scored a lot, but, like, we scored 56 of those points in the first half. And that was just like – you know, it felt like it was a prototypical, like, Gus Malzahn. When he had a defense figured out and he was running his plays and he knew exactly what to call, man, good luck. Like, good luck. And Purdue could never catch up. Like they, they never figured out what Gus Malzahn was doing. I think the second half, we just said, pack it in. We already won this game. We're going to pretty much just run the ball and uh, let Purdue kind of do whatever they want in the second half. And that, that was fun. So I have uh, probably some unrealistic expectations that maybe this game could be something like that. But, you know, it, it's it's still kind of we, we know how to play there. I looked up Maryland has never played in the Music City Bowl before. So Auburn has already kind of like a kind of uh, an advantage, even though it was only five years ago. Um, So um, I do want to talk about some extra stuff here. You know, we talked about the players getting some extra practices, but I want to talk about some of the extra, uh, you know, the players that get those extra reps. Like who are some players that you think would benefit from those extra practices? A few kind of come to mind for me um, that I think have had some kind of missteps per se, um, maybe not played up to their potential, but I think this is a time where they get the extra reps. You know, you're just preparing for the next, you know, three weeks to play a team. And a lot of that you get to practice and build a team chemistry, especially for a lot of these guys. If you're going to come back next year, this is going to be critical for you. So one of the first big ones was Jay Fair. I feel like Jay Fair has kind of, you know, we thought early on he was going to be our go-to receiver. And, uh, you know, I feel like in the second half of the season, he did some things, but it wasn't as impressive. And I feel like this is a time for him to almost do a little bit of a reset because I think he's a solid wide receiver for us um, that could benefit. Jared, any kind of, any players from, uh, that you think would benefit from the extra practices over the next uh, few weeks? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, any any freshman, right? But uh, Caleb, oh, Bur- yeah. Caleb Burton, to me, I think, he's yeah. got, I think he's got a chance to become, you know, a huge uh, piece next year. And this will be his chance to solidify that. I mean, I know we've, you know, we're going to talk about the, the uh, flip, the big flip we just, we got recently at wide receiver. Uh, we got several wide receivers coming in, but they're going to be freshmen. And so Caleb Burton, <clears throat> I think Jay Fair is a great example. Um, Fair, you know, Caleb, like he ended on a on an uptick. Uh, Fair kind of did not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, if he could get back in there and reprove himself. Um, and then Keldrick Falk on the defensive side, like, mm-hmm. you know, that he's got, he's got the God-given part of it. You know, any – extra reps he can get to you know really fine-tune that before next year um and then the, the i was trying to look it up i can't remember the true freshman db that had to play so much while pritchett was out um it, yeah, we flipped him from ohio state last year but you know he'll get extra playing time as well played really well when he had to k and lee i think that was his name um yep k and lee yep. yeah 
Canley. So, you know, guys like that, that, um, that need the extra reps. Uh, yeah, I think, and, and the Jeremiah Cobb. I mean, I'm basically just mentioning all the freshmen, but any of those guys, as many reps as possible. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know, do you play a, um, you know, if you, if you think Thorne's your guy, who knows what happens in the portal, but Thorne's your guy, you probably, you know, let him get more reps, but do you put a Holden in there? You know, if Holden's still with us, do you let him, you see what he can mm-hmm. do in real live action? You know, this is time to experiment a little bit, I guess. Yeah. I've kind of pondered that too. Like in my mind, Peyton Thorne's staying. I don't have any facts for sure to back that up, but I just have a gut feeling he's staying. He's not transferring anywhere else. And then you kind of have, you know, Robbie, which I feel like Robbie's kind of a wild card. And then Holden, which, I I, I mean, there was lots of improvement supposedly from practice. I mean, even Coach Hugh Freeze talked pretty highly about how well he did over the last few weeks. And so, you know, maybe have some packages for him, you know, for later in the game. Just say, hey, give him, like, full on – Hey, we're going to actual good game, not just like throw them in in the fourth quarter. I would love to see that just from a development standpoint. Um, I mean, I mean, kind of from a standpoint of like development, even I'm, I'm just thinking back on this, you know, how under Gus Malzahn, a lot of people had problems with how Gus Malzahn would develop players. And I've seen under Hugh Friesen, just his short time here, lots of players develop offense, defense everything um and and i feel like that part is really encouraging to me and and another differentiator between him and the previous uh you know couple coaches that he's he's taking the guys he has and making them better and uh i feel like that by itself is already pretty encouraging and then not to mention you know you you already hinted at it the guys that we flipped i mean we got cam coleman a five-star wide receiver to flip to auburn and uh, at this point, I, I was just looking at some of these really top recruits, um, especially in the state of Alabama. Right now we have three of the top five players in the state of Alabama. Cam Coleman, wide receiver, five-star. Perry Thompson, five-star, wide receiver. Demarcus Riddick, four-star linebacker. And there's talk, potentially, of another wide receiver kind of flipping. And so I'm really excited, you know, from a coaching perspective, you know, what Hugh Freeze has done. And, hey, right now, recruiting season is for real. It's it's happening. It's the, you know, Hugh Freeze is coming to your living room, talking to your mama, and uh, not your mama, you know, but the, the player's mama. <laughs> and, <laughs> They're not coming to talk uh, to mama. Trust me, <laughs> no, yeah. no coach is coming to talk to my mom trying to recruit <laughs> me, I can promise you. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm just uh, I've heard really good things about that. So really excited to see over these next few weeks. I mean, there's lots of uh, building that I feel like is happening for this recruiting class. Um, which you know, think about it. Auburn's six and six. I mean, Harson's first year was six and six. We've discussed this before, but like the Ooh. differences in my Ooh. mind are recruiting and how he's developed these players and just coach. I feel way more confident and what Hugh Freeze has done in his first year than what Harson did in his first year. AJ, uh, it, if I ask you to rank what position, give me the top three positions that's easiest to have an impact as a true freshman, would wide receiver be in your top three? 
Oh, easily for yeah, for yeah. us right now. Yeah, I'm just I saying mean, in general, like the like the position that someone can come on and make an impact at any school. Like I think offensive lineman is one of the hardest. Uh, quarterback yeah. is one of the hardest. I feel like running back and wide receiver might be one and two, like flip flop. Like I think you can come mm-hmm. in, you can say, hey, look, you, <laughs> yeah, you got to be on the same page with the quarterback. But at the end of the day, you don't have to know what everybody's doing. Here's your route, go run it, and if you're an exceptional athlete, you can make a huge impact. Um, yeah. Whereas quarterback, you got to know everything going on. Offensive line, you got to know everything going on. So my whole point is, is that it's it's kind of cool that our five stars that we're bringing in are, are at the wide receiver position because those could be immediate impacts. You know, you bring in a five star offensive tackle, okay, that's 2025 maybe. Like they got to develop. Mm-hmm. No, this could be next year. Like these guys could have a yeah. huge impact next year. Well, and I'm sure that's part of what they're thinking and talking about. I mean, if I'm Hugh Freeze, I mean, <laughs> he just has to show one game where our wide receivers did not show up and say, guys, you come play. This is a different team. Like we're talking about a nine, 10 win season next year. If our wide receiver plays better this year, yeah, I think know, that's I, what we could have had. I think I think Burton and Javarius Johnson showed that at the end. I think those were key, probably the recruiting. It's like, look, we're getting these guys open. They are running the right routes. They are wide open. We're hitting them, and they're making big plays. Like that's and, all. And, that's and all you, we need. <laughs> and you look at Caleb Burton, for example, where Javarius Johnson, like they're not the highest you know caliber guys. No, like. As far as like talent, like they're not going to be the, your five stars. Look, we have right now, think about it zero five stars on this team. And we have two that are committed to Auburn right now, which uh, I mean, that's by itself really cool. But I think there's a third in kind of the works. To have that many come flip to Auburn is just so exciting. Agreed. Um, all right. So, another topic I want to talk about because, uh, <laughs> We just had bowl selection Sunday. We had the playoff committee announce everything. And uh, we had the Iron Bowl. And then we had a week later all the SEC championship. And, yeah, just from an Auburn perspective, it hurts every time watching an SEC championship where it's Georgia versus Bama. And I feel like it hurt. I don't know about you, but it hurt me even more knowing that both Georgia and Bama, we played both teams so well and both of these teams are making it to sec championship it just hurts maybe a little bit more but here we are yeah i mean it was the thing here we are i mean the thing about the uh, you're right i mean we were literally were you know maybe two plays different in the georgia game we win and bama let's not talk about it but um you know the georgia game never really felt like we were going to win but but we were there they they had a game winning drive and that was it um bama yeah, really, really like middle of the third quarter on, we we were the better team. <laughs> like not like mm-hmm. not like oh we might slip up and win this. We were actually stopping them. We were dominating that game from the middle of the third. And um, I think we are. I think I think if you can do that with the level of talent you have right now, and you keep on that same trajectory, you bring in better players. It's just going to happen by math. Like it's just how things work. <laughs> Um, yeah. And the problem with, you mentioned the previous coaching staff, the problem with them was they had that same foundational first year, but they didn't add, they didn't add enough and they weren't mm-hmm. on a path to do it even two years into recruiting. So, um, you know, uh, but yeah, as far as the, 
as far as the selection, you know, there, there, AJ, there is only one sport that I can think of, and, and you could get into, I guess, um, ice skating, right? But there's only one team sport that I can think of where you you can't you can't look at your team at the beginning of the year and say, guys, if you win every game on your schedule, every game on your schedule, you will get to play for a championship. And it happens to mm-hmm. also be one of the most profitable sports in America and one of the most popular sports in America. And that is insane yep. to me. Yeah, I, I just feel for Florida State. Like, let's flip the, you know, I feel like the thing that against them was, hey, you didn't play that great in your bowl game. You still won. Or not your bowl game, your uh, conference championship game. You beat Louisville. Uh, okay, cool. You did it. Um, therefore, I think you should be given the opportunity to go. And they were a number four already. It wasn't like they were already out of the playoffs and they had to work their way in. Like they were a number four team. And what sucks is their quarterback is out for the rest of the season at Florida State. And as much as I don't like Florida State from the 2013 season, yada, yada, I still think they deserve to be in there. Now, I've heard kind of the counter argument, which I think I see why people do it, but like they're afraid of the TCU thing that happened last year it's the oh wow tcu comes in here they're they've had a great season and then just get shellacked by a amazing team i don't think florida state is going to be in that situation like if florida state was put in the playoffs they're going to bring in they have a lot of great fans they're going to bring in the money and they're going to be able to compete now are they on their backup quarterback yes i don't care like you put together you've got three four weeks before you play a game in the playoffs, you can get a backup quarterback ready in that time. And if I'm being honest, you kind of have the sleight of hand, you know, the kind of the, you're not showing all of your cards to the other team because you have a backup quarterback. They have no idea what you're going to be doing with that backup quarterback. That's advantage FSU. Just a thought there. I, I feel like they definitely got snubbed and I'm still kind of worked up about it because I don't know about you, Jared, but like I know you you lived it in college through the 2004, like Auburn getting a snub from that, you know, like, <laughs> God, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably because honestly, people are like, well, you're an Auburn fan, you're you're mad Alabama. I don't care. I'm. It literally has nothing to do with Alabama. Um, it. it uh, I just feel for FSU. There is nothing else they could have done. They won every game. And you could make the yeah. you could make the argument. That, listen, it was not pretty, but you can make the argument they beat a really good Louisville team without a quarterback. Like, yeah, pretty much. That is a very that means that team is very sound at every position. And mm-hmm. you are correct. You hit the nail on the head. You give them three weeks with a backup quarterback at a major university, you can create a solid game plan enough to win. What they're what oh, the, yeah. what they were saying was. You know, there's been years where I don't know Bama and LSU. They regular season was ten to seven, and they said this is the greatest defenses known to man, and so they put them back in the championship game. And it's like those were great defenses, but uh, FSU holds Louisville to six points or whatever, and it's like, well, they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> well, no, but do they have a great D? I mean, I, mm-hmm. here's my thing. Here, here's me. If I if you put Florida State in, and somebody comes to me and has a complaint about another team, I look at them and I'm say don't lose. Like you can come to me and say, well, but, but we beat so-and-so we, yeah. Did you lose? We did. Okay. It's out of your hands now. 
Florida State yeah. did not lose. There's nothing else they could have done. They even scheduled a tough SEC opponent in LSU, who was a very good team. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't the team everybody thought they were going to wind up being. They were still very good. The ACC is not great. But I, let's be honest, the SEC wasn't either. I mean, yeah, I hate to be the example, AJ, but Alabama had a very unpredictable play that would not happen nine out of ten times, or they don't beat us. I know. That's true. And Alabama's at that point a two loss team completely out of it. Yeah. I, I mean I, I, let me end with I'll end with this. The only reason Alabama gets in is because you're saying, listen, I think Alabama's a better team. So I'm putting the four best teams in. If you're using that philosophy, Georgia's in as well. If you're going off yeah. of I think I'm putting in just the four best teams, forget what happened, then Georgia's in too. So it's like they pick and choose what philosophy they want to use. And Right. Well, and again, like everybody, like all my Georgia friends, I don't know about you, but like they were so convinced. And I was like, but you're number one headed into the, like the last week. And what are you you saying? Like you might be kicked out of the playoffs and everybody was convinced. Everybody was convinced. And I was like, I don't think, I mean, like the logic in my mind is you're number one, you lost to an Alabama in your SEC championship. And it was a close game. Okay, so you bump down to like a three or four seed. Like that, to me, seems reasonable. But obviously, they were just like, oh, you didn't win your conference championship. Oh, well, you're out. Bye. And to me, like, again, like I, this is coming from an Auburn fan. Like I want either, like I wanted like Georgia to stay in that despite their loss. But here we are, and we're talking about Alabama sneaking in there from an eight seed all the way up to a four seed. And my thought is, I know everybody's like SEC money. I think there's a that that's a valid point. SEC is going to bring in the money, which you know that's a part of this. It's a business. Like college football is a business, and they want to make money. And how do you do that? Have the teams that bring in the money. They know which teams those are, and that's part of the reason they decided to do that. I mean. The only, okay, so I, I kind of, you know, that's some of my negatives, obviously, towards this. I do want to turn around on some positives because I am honestly really pumped up about some of these matchups. Like, just the the semifinals themselves. Yeah, Michigan versus Bama. Like, I can't think of, in my mind, a better matchup. Like, Bama's on a roll. Michigan has been, looks like they, they can just beat any team and every team this year for the most part and then you got some craziness that happens at Washington I feel like this year they're kind of like having a great season and Texas has had a fantastic season too so it's like I love this there's going to be so much hype around this year's uh, playoffs just because I feel like the matchups are going to be really solid that's a positive and maybe that's probably why they wanted to do it but to me that's like I hate it for Florida State, I hate it for Georgia. I hate it for the other teams that that just barely missed out. And thank goodness this is the last year of the playoffs being only four teams, because I mean I'm sure there's still going to be some gripes, you know, once it expands to 12 teams next year. But at least we 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 had you know we had, well in like the 12 team playoff, we'll have you're guaranteed to have the best team in the top 12. For sure. Like, 
there will be some two, maybe even three lost teams if you're really good in that. And that, that could be really exciting. So just uh, kind of some food for thought on, uh, you know, right now where the bowl's at and where it's uh, where the playoffs are headed in the future. So, Jared, any other thoughts about the playoffs this year, next year, and the future of all that? <laughs> um, uh, no, I think you hit uh, the high points. I, I Well, I say no, and then I'm going to add a few things. I think I am probably pulling for Washington. I mean, they're the, they're the underdog, right? I mean, even though they're number two. Um, you know, they, I don't know that they'll consistently get back to this. They might, they got a great coach. So, uh, would love to see them win it all. I don't have anything against Michigan, even with all the stuff that went on this year. I've never had a problem with them. I got a couple of buddies that are Michigan fans. And to me, Michigan is very similar to Georgia because we, people forget. I don't think Michigan's lost a regular season game in like three years. They, they only lose in the playoffs. They are very consistent in the sense that, you watch Georgia and they don't do anything flashy in my opinion. And then at the end of the game, it's like 40 to, you know, 28. They do all, they are very sound in everything that they do. They don't make mistakes, but Georgia just does it with five stars. Michigan's doing it with three and four stars, but it's a very similar makeup. So it'll be interesting to see how that translates into playing Bama and what the outcome is there. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, Texas, uh, I don't know really what to think. I've watched one of their games, and they beat Alabama. But, you know, I, I, I don't know that I'm still fully sold on them, but they got a lot of talent. So it'll be fun to watch for sure. Uh, but I think in, in the end, I'm, I'm probably hoping Washington wins it all. I would love to see Washington. I, I'm a sucker for the underdog as well for that to happen. If I'm being honest, I, I think it'll probably come down to if Alabama's super hot, then you know there's there's no stopping a hot Alabama team, but I mean if I'm being realistic, I mean we slowed them down a lot. Al, it was a, essentially a six and six Auburn team. I mean if if that Alabama com- team comes out or Michigan has a great game plan for Alabama, I mean like Michigan could run the table. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Michigan. Scenario. I think it's Michigan. Michigan versus Washington. I think both of them win. I think I think that P- is it. Phoenix is that how you say his name? Michael Phoenix Jr. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think he's he's just got it, man. He's got that swagger. He's got what it takes, and they have some yeah. legit. I think they have some legit NFL receivers on their team. So yeah, they do. I mean, I've heard people say, "How's Washington doing this?" And Auburn can't do this. They don't have better recruits. They they don't overall, but they at the key positions they have some really good players, and and yeah. that can make a difference. Yeah, like for example, I was just looking at some of their season leaders. Just just for example, at Washington, uh, their rushing leader right now ha- already has eleven hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns. Their leading receiver has fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, they have legit, like yeah. Auburn. Auburn Auburn hasn't even like dreamed of having a thousand yard receiver, and like it feels like decades. Now I'm exaggerating a little bit, but like it feels like that, and they're. They have a guy who's already at 1,428 yards without even going to, you know, a, an extra game. Well, I guess they played a conference championship, but still, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, they were getting wide open oh, against Oregon, and Oregon's a really good team. So, yeah, it's uh, – I, I think it's yeah. Washington-Michigan, man. I think that's I think that's who it is. Yeah. Also, speaking of Oregon, they're playing Liberty. Um, that's going to be an absolute murder fest, I feel like. Yeah. Oregon's going to slaughter Liberty. And I feel like I get it. Liberty deserves it for that Fiesta Bowl, but 
it's uh yeah Oregon's about to just run all over them <laughs> if yeah. they if they don't have a lot of people sitting out then it's it's gonna be crazy agreed Alrighty, any other final thoughts, Jerry, before we get out of here? No, sir. I think we've covered it all. Cool. Looking forward to uh, the next few weeks. I'm sure we'll start hearing more uh, players uh, entering the transfer portal, maybe some coming to Auburn. It's just expected. You know, There's already a couple wide receivers putting their names in the transfer portal for Auburn, and uh, I feel like that's, again, kind of to be expected um, after a year like this, and uh, some other players I'm sure will come. Um, so, hey, we, we got a lot of exciting stuff, especially with recruiting coming. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun one, and uh, we look forward to doing another podcast. We uh, have lined up a fun special guest. Um, we'll get some Maryland perspective for our preview show. That'll be in the next probably couple of weeks. Uh, so very excited to get an extra perspective uh, that Jared and I probably won't be able to offer because we don't know Maryland that well. Um, but... <laughs> Let me, let me assure you, Jared and I know this guy. He is uh, very well-versed in Maryland. Uh, I'm very excited to get him on. So, Yes, sir. Uh, Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can just find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on X at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.